0: three and i'm doing this exactly a day after recording number two i'm not quite sure why i think it's because i'm aspiring to maybe do as many of these as possible and also there's this little additional extra factor that goes into it which is just that you know what i'm having a little bit of fun with it so why why not why not why not why the fuck not Just do it on the fucking day after. By the way, I'm getting better at uh, realizing that this is a podcast. And so what I'm going to do is, look, none of you guys are going to know this. Okay. None of you are going to realize that this is happening. You're sitting there with your earbuds in your ear, maybe in the middle of the day of work, which I hope you have a hope nothing goes wrong. I hope your day of work uh, goes well enough to where you can come home with some sanity and peace as much as you can find in this world but you're probably sitting there earbuds in right now and you're not even going to be aware of the behind the scenes magic that's gonna happen here i'm getting used to doing what the kids call a podcast i know that's weird right so what i'm gonna do is you know i might just record a little bit do a quickie little segment now Who the fuck knows how long it's gonna be? And then, uh, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm going to press the record button, turn it off. Pressing the record button twice turns it off, by the way, in case that wasn't clear. I know it could be unclear. And then I'm gonna go to the gym and come back. And with some fresh fucking blood flowing, God, I'm pumped. Then we'll record the second segment of which will probably be about uh, if we don't even get to it now, the social media stuff that I talked about last time that we were going to get to right about now on this episode. Now, as I was outlining what I wanted to do, what's probably going to happen in I want to say the first I don't even know how long it's going to take. But what I'm trying to do right now, at least for the first few shows is to kind of establish a baseline right let you guys know where i'm at on most positions kind of uh that way you know you can put the show in a little bucket based on you know all the different groups that you agree with and all the different groups that you disagree with and whether or not you're hate listening or support listening or whatever look i just want to lay as much out on the table as possible that way you can classify whatever this is into wherever or however you want to classify it <laughs> by the way it's it's only 11 p.m. tonight I know the last two we were done we were doing them at uh, I say we as though it's not a one person it's only one person anonymous operation but I'm doing it at 11 p.m. tonight. I'm getting better. I feel like slowly and slowly I'll start reverting back to the time that we used to do the live shows which if I even if I even reveal that it could be doxing. Probably not, but I'm not taking any chances. <laughs> I've still been trying to play uh phone tag with my mom by the way still haven't talked to her yet and it's still a significant stress oh oh, wow another ongoing storyline wow i know that's what you're supposed to do this is what this is what the great radio entertainers of old would tell you that you're supposed to do ongoing storylines it's only ongoing because we just haven't just haven't caught each other at good times last night i called her when she was in the middle of a nap tonight she called me when i was in the middle of a nap and i'm sleeping like shit by the way i'm having this uh I'd say the last maybe four to five days or so. I talked about this last night. Well, on episode number two, I don't fucking know when you're listening to it or even if you're listening to it in order. But, uh, I talked about being four or five days sober from getting high. Right. And it's really, really impacted my sleep. I'm going through this thing right now where I'll only sleep, uh, in two to three hour naps at a time, whether it be in the middle of the day uh sometimes i'll start it at like go to sleep at 5 a.m and wake up at like 8 30 and accidentally sleep in for 30 minutes for work but it really doesn't fucking matter as long as i go in and get my shit done they're not keeping track of us until i find out that they do and it's just all over one day (laughs) (laughs) that would be the kicker right no it turns out we've been tracking you all along we know every time you come in late every time you take a break That's probably what's happening and it'll be a, it'll be a rug pull situation at some point, but I'm just gonna ride the wave while it lasts. (laughs) But I've been, uh, I don't know what's fucked up about my sleep schedule right now besides the fact that it's terrible and I'm sleeping like two to three hours at a time. I'll, I'll be awake. If this week is any indicator, I'll be awake. I'm just leaning into the fact that I'm a fucking night owl, man. I am uh those social media feeds that you see, all the the personal self-improvement ones. And I talk about the, the Twitter platitude ones, which will that'll be the top. That's obviously the topic of tonight's episode are the how to navigate the fucking social media sphere and how to how to get your social media to a point where you can learn stuff from it and you don't fucking hate it. But we'll slowly, slowly unpack that as we go here. But uh, yeah, so that's what will happen, right? Is I'll sleep for like two, three hours at a time. Be awake for, I don't know why I can't stay awake for more than five or six hours either. Something's going on, right? Where I will, I'm like cyclical. I'll sleep for two or three hours. Be awake for maybe between four to six hours. Then I will get tired. My body will start to completely shut the fuck down and i'm just done it is over it's over i will not be able to do anything else my brain will shut down too and i'll lay down with the intent of you know i'll, I'll set my set my little phone alarm i'll set it for 45 minutes seems like a good seems like a good nap time right but i'm still in that phase right where i don't have enough like life excitement to be able to wake up and say, you know what, I think I'm ready to wake up. Nah, I'd rather go back to sleep. Still in that phase. Still not excited enough about something in life. Actually, there's th- there's a side hustle on Twitter that uh, seems kind of fit for. I don't want to peg myself as an introvert because that's a terrible thing to do, and you're very much limiting yourself to what you're think to what you think you're capable in life by shoving yourself into those little label boxes like that. But by all intents and purposes, I'm probably what most people would classify as an introvert. right? And again, while I don't want to put that label on myself, I generally tend to act that way most of the time. And so I've seen some of these like uh, these side hustle ideas on Twitter that are good for introverts because part of the grift, right, part of uh, the grift of what people call money Twitter, now, if you've ever heard of that term before, and again, it started on Twitter, but it has expanded to all of these other social medias, like particularly uh, Instagram. When I was on Instagram trying to promote the old radio show on Instagram, I was on there a lot. That was the only thing that I used it for, but it still was enough for me to get an idea as to the kind of fucking cesspool shit that is over there. Don't get me started on TikTok, for God's sake. We will we will get there, but... Uh, I don't know where where was I going going with that? Something about side hustles. Oh yeah, I found one that I I would like to get into as some sort of a an additional side project, like a second side project besides the show. Because let's be honest here, uh, the work that I do right now is just it's not mentally stimulating. Really, I do the same shit all the time, and so not only do I want to challenge myself at doing something, but you know, it's also another avenue to get the fuck out of the place that you're in in life. And I, I want, I need something to work hard on. It was the show. It was the old radio show back in the day. But as I talked about last time, it it became like, it became fake to a certain extent because I was trying to market to the lowest common denominator and trying to do shows for the lowest common denominator. I was basically trying to appease the fucking midwit normie, try to appease all their little emotional sensibilities and make sure they don't get too mad. I fucking, I don't want to say I hated it because I I learned a lot from doing five years of it, and I've mastered my fucking craft. Goddamn I spent five years mastering the craft, and you know what? I don't I don't want to put those five years to waste. So here we are. But uh, one of the things that I've noticed I don't even remember what the fuck started that uh, that whole rant. As a matter of fact, you know what? You know what I might do? Might just sit here and record it all in one shot and be done with it that way i can go to the gym and it can be uploading and efficiency baby Woo! get them get those numbers crunching gotta be as efficient as possible All right, i was talking something about there's something about money twitter and about how terrible my sleep schedule oh yeah that's the thing is because uh I, I think i need something that might be what gets me like out of fucking bed and out of a fucking nap. It might actually allow me to set my goddamn alarm for 45 minutes to take a 45 minute nap and actually do it. I've found so many times what I'll do, especially on the three to three out of five days that I work from home is I'll, I'll lay down on the couch at lunchtime, right at 12. I'll set my alarm for 55 minutes. Okay. Makes a little bit of sense. I'm sure. And then I'll wake up at 55, like Half asleep, sleep, and then I'll turn my alarm back off, not even realizing what I'm doing, and then just go back to sleep. And next thing I know, I'll wake up and it's fucking two o'clock. And I'm like, oh, shit, I did. There was stuff I had to do. Good thing nothing matters. Good thing nothing matters in the world. <laughs> it's a very, uh, very depressing way of looking at things. But, you know, it's almost like that reflects life a little bit, at least right now. So I want to talk about some of the uh, some of the dynamics to social media, right? Because social media is one of those phenomenons that have only... I, I can't say that it's been introduced to us recently, but you can tell there's a clear divide, right, between people that have had social media. You can tell just based on the way... And um, I don't want to... When I make fun of Zoomers, by the way, the Zoomers that have stuck around have obviously decided that they are as i have mentioned on the last episode they're you know the the upper echelon tier of zoomer right and so when i disparage zoomers with what i'm about to say here just know that you know i'm not talking about you i'm talking about your fucking peers that are sitting there scrolling tiktok again with their fucking twitchy type 2 diabetes fingers waiting to scroll to the next tiktok oh my god this one didn't gather my interest in 2.3 seconds on to the next one oh it's a dancing thought okay i'll stick around for this one The dancing thought only adds one more second of intrigue. If her ass doesn't bounce and jiggle exactly hard enough. Next. Next video. (laughs) I'll go off into like some random schizo rant and then forget where I was even going in the first place. I'll work on that. I'll get a little bit better. I've got so much stuff to work on and get better at that, you know, that's why we're here just fucking grinding it out. But uh, so the idea of social media as a concept is something that uh, I would say, roughly people my age, like maybe late 20s to early 30s. In fact, late 20s might even be cutting it or might even be pushing it a little bit at this point. Those are the group of people that had, uh, that grew up or that had a distinct era, right? And I honestly, I think Gen Xers are probably like early gen or late gen Xers, like, uh, God, there are millennials in their forties. So I guess later millennials, I'm on the very, very tail end of this at 30. Basically what I'm trying to say is there's a divide, right? Between the people that have grown up with social media and with the internet, their entire lives that have never seen anything different and the people that have not. And I was one of those people that, you know, just kind of barely saw the tail end of what life was like, Without internet and without social media and without all of that stuff, there was a small period where I'm able to recall that you know we didn't really have all that stuff. And whether or not that was, uh, super impactful or not, I would like to think it is because I look on that time period with insane levels of nostalgia, right? As I think we all do in that situation. Like if you grew up without social media, you or without internet especially given how toxic it is today, I would bet it's highly likely that you, if you did not have internet at any point in time, like pre-internet, if you're old enough to remember those days, I would be willing to bet. And let me know if I'm off base here on this. Again, you know, there's, I hate to do the fucking influencer thing, but there's a fucking comment section. Just just let me know. All right, I, I won't be mean. I won't disparage the people commenting because this is something that I would like to get an actual reaction for. Fuck. But let me know if you're one of those people that like remembers those times. Right. And if you look on them fondly and I would be willing to bet that most of us that had experienced that phase of time probably look back on it fondly. And the thing that kills me is and the thing that i can barely i just cannot put my headspace into at all whatsoever is the idea of not knowing what life was like without screens and just the damage that it probably did to your subconscious psyche like if you're fucking 18 years old right now if you're 17 18 years old and you grew up with only screens and that's all you know is you only know the fucking uh the online world you only the only device that you have that is of any value to you is your portal to the online world, which is your phone or your fucking computer or your internet device or however, whatever fucking device you use to connect to it. You only know the portal, right? That's why I feel bad for them in a sense because they don't know any different. They don't know anything besides the fake world of social media. Like, I I feel bad for them. They don't know what the fuck is real and what's not real, especially as we move into an age right and i'm not going to spend too much time on this cuz this is going to devolve somewhat into culture war stuff but we live in a world right where it, what the we don't even know what the fuck is real anymore like whenever i have conversations with people or whenever i this is why i don't debate people anymore by the way one of the reasons that i just straight up do not debate or argue with anybody i just smile and nod you're cool congratulations if you know you know if you don't know you don't know one of the reasons that i don't argue or debate with people anymore is because we don't know like who the fuck knows what is real anymore we don't know and what i mean by that is uh now Think about kind of the pillars of having having a decent debate or having a good faith debate, right? First of all, nobody ever has fucking debates in good faith anymore because they're un- unable to attach their ego from their opinion. And their opinion is directly related to, you know, their ego. And if you attack their opinion, you're attacking them. But where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. One of the, the reason that I don't get into debates with people anymore is because who the fuck knows first of all the p- cornerstone the pillars of a good debate are data right you know obviously you go back to the the midwit fucking source question mark that's what every fucking debate ever devolves into and the problem is is that a if you're arguing with somebody that that Uh, you disagree with and is having a bad faith argument no matter what source you could ever provide it will never be good enough because they'll always need greater context to like fit their midwit brain because you're trying to just go head on and attack their cognitive dissonance like that and the the other reason is because we don't even know what fucking data or studies are real anymore because Here's the thing: if you follow, if you ever follow the money on all of these uh, studies, anybody can interpret data any way that they want. Now, one of the primary examples of this was there's this uh, there's this Twitter thread that went viral because Elon Musk retweeted it. Right? Of course, you know that's a fucking anything goes viral, and of course, it's a very, very inflammatory topic. And I really have no opinions on this because, again, I don't know what I don't know what the fucking data is. I don't know what data is real and what data is not. And what Elon Musk did was he retweeted this thread that had some kind of like a bar graph talking about the disparities between like uh, crime between the various races in between each other. And it highlighted one key instance of like racial violence. Right. And the problem with that was that, while it looks good. Uh, there were so many million threads afterwards from all these fucking data scientists that go, Oh, this data is wrong because of this. It could be interpreted this way. Uh, this data was funded by who the fuck knows. And you know, if you they actually took out some of the data and they made the data beautiful and pretty and they made it look exactly. To tell the point and the story that they wanted to tell. But the point is, is that it's not just limited to that one specific data set about that one specific topic. And the reason that it went viral is because it's about a highly heated and highly, you know, inflammatory and charged subject. Right. But the problem with that. Is That's all the data. That is all the fucking data. That's all every fucking graph you see, every fucking stupid little pie chart, every fucking line graph and bar graph that you see. It's all data that has been interpreted by somebody that's either being funded that has an agenda or somebody with an agenda themselves. And so even even the most, most official sources, like even fucking CDC, WHO, even all that shit, even all that data is fucking flawed because we all know who funds it. So that's the problem is that who the fuck knows what data is even real or fake anymore. We almost live in like a a post fucking fact society. It's it's a little weird, but at the same time, uh there, one of the things you have to realize is that that's all that arguments are going to be anymore. It's all just going to be emotional headbutting against each other of people with different opinions, which is why I just straight up don't argue with people. I don't debate people. I know I know what I know. I see what I see. I have my worldview. I have my life view. I have what I think is true. And straight up, that's it. If you know, you know. If you don't know, then you know what? I I don't care. That's just how it is. But again, that's why I don't... That's why I don't fucking debate with people anymore. Because you're never going to change their mind. Everybody's so fucking entrenched in their opinion now that it's 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 just doomed it's lost I used to like to think of myself as somewhat of a centrist or a reasonable person but even now I don't even know what the fuck any of that stuff means anymore all the discourse is just so goddamn poisonous I was I was there was a point there obviously about social media but I don't know so uh you know what Hmm. that you know that's a that's a decent place to take a break now I want to talk about this this concept of like parasocial relationships when we come back so I want to talk about like parasocial relationships there's this concept of uh Identifying the ethos of an account that you gain value from, right? I want to teach you how to interact with social media properly and how to curate your social media so that you can get the most value from it. Because as I talked about earlier, you know, social media has completely fucking devolved into just scrolling past the next TikTok zoomer and the latest fucking uh, red pill pickup artist fucking idiot that photoshops two bimbos in a an instagram reel with a lambo you know the andrew tate types andrew tate has spawned so many fucking andrew tate chud morons that it's uh well i honestly there's an element of andrew tate's message that i don't disagree with but at the same time he's just such a fucking caricature of a real person that it's He's he's lost the plot, man. You've lost the plot. The problem is you can't say decent stuff. You can't say ten percent good stuff and then ninety percent be a piece of shit. It drowns out the ten percent of good stuff. And you co-opted the fucking uh the Matrix symbolism. It's impossible to use now. You know I like lighthouses anyway. I like White House is better anyway. So, I want to talk about the idea of parasocial relationships, like that feeling of going viral for instance. It's it's an entirely different wave. I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll I want to share the first time that that happened and what I learned from it and how I think it worked out. Plus, you know, how to curate your social media feed, how to properly respond to people, how to reply guy properly. It, the term reply guy is very derogatory right and for good reason because most of them are fucking midwits that just end up getting blocked frame 1 the first fucking comment that they make because they haven't they haven't read the room they just haven't properly identified how to respond to them so i guess that'll that'll be coming up next the social media primer social media 101 how to change your social media and get the most out of it how to change your social media so that at the end of a scrolling session you don't want to fucking kill yourself i know that sounds 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 groundbreaking and you know what it just might be so see you on the other side Media 101. You probably browse social media aimlessly. I did too for the longest time. And you all probably wonder why browsing social media makes you so fucking miserable. It's this pattern that you get into and you can't help it at all, right? Tell me, I am 100% confident that you, me, everybody out there that is in tune with the social media world to any possible degree has had this experience right just imagine it look you'll probably take yourself right back to when the last time this happened is and it might just be five minutes ago think about the last time you maybe got off work you were tired you were exhausted you were ready to turn your brain off okay you're ready to disconnect ready to unplug From everything that's going on in the world, ready to to unplug from the system. Help. Mom, get off the phone. I'm trying to use the internet to browse social media. That TikTok won't, thought won't dance herself. Actually, that's exactly what will happen. She's going to, actually, no, she's not going to dance with or without you. She needs your fucking attention. She needs your fucking uh, googly eyes heart emoji and your OnlyFans subscription. But just picture this, right? You're done, ready to unplug, and you decide, all right, you know what? It's time to plug it on the couch for a little bit. It's just going to be a couple minutes, right? Look, I've got stuff to do tonight, so this is just going to be for a couple minutes, okay? I need to get some rest. Got another solid day of work coming up tomorrow. So all I'm going to do, stay with me here. Because you've fallen into this pattern, trust me, is I'm just going to browse social media for a couple minutes, just for a couple minutes, okay? It's going to be all right. I'll be able to pull myself away from it. Then, what do you know? Next thing you know, it is all of a sudden, two fucking hours later. It's (coughs) what? It's two hours later, and I just fucking scrolled social media for two goddamn hours. How? Right. That happens to all all of us. It happens to everybody. Right. Now, here's the thing about that is while that's generally terrible, especially as I mentioned on the past episodes, where if you hate the position that you're in in life, if you're trying to do something better for yourself, then that's an especially, especially terrible uh trap to get into. Now, first of all. Well, I'll give you some ways to climb out of that in just a moment. Now, I want to hit some of the social media topics that I said that I would get to um, in the last segment. It was kind of short. So we'll get to the social media stuff. You know, let me do a little bit of housekeeping for the rest of the show. Housekeeping. Is that what's going on? Go away, please. So we'll talk about the social media stuff now. And then in order to get to two hours, because I don't think this is going to get to two hours. I got to keep it under two hours, though, so that I can post it on Twitter. All right, Elon, I'll give you my fucking $8 so I can post a two-hour video to Twitter. Fine. I guess. Take my fucking $8. But coming up at the end of the show, I know this is going to be kind of unrelated, but ooh, we're going to do a bit. Ooh, it's been a while. This one's going to be fun. And it'll be a good way to take all of our minds. Have some fucking fun. God damn it. so uh we'll do that coming up in a little bit so i guess to the actual housekeeping part of it before we really dive into the social media stuff so all right so first of all let me put a mental pin in that thought about social media scrolling the point of it is that the reason that you feel so terrible after doing it is because you're probably scrolling through just stupid ass shit you're probably scrolling through fucking it's not just instagram thoughts but it's all like uh low effort content that it's just a hee funny video hee funny video hee funny video next thing you know you just fucking uh gave two hours of your soul away so a little bit of housekeeping before we before we dive into that so i did end up uh getting the podcast as i mentioned last night which could be last night to some of you could not be last night again who fucking cares it's a podcast i'll stop talking about this at one point but no now no you're gonna drag me kicking and screaming But uh, yeah, I figured out all the podcast apps, right? So it, Lighthouse Shock Jocks should be live on just about every major podcast app that's out there that you could want to listen to a podcast on, including, as we've been promised, the Twitter platform. Elon, come on. You said we would have something by now. Where's Twitter TV? I hate everything else. I probably won't get banned there. Probably being the keyword. However, though, the one that I would really, really like for you to follow. By the way, the Twitter is at um, Lighthouse underscore SJ. Again, still waiting for that that handle. Well, you know what? Let me check it right now. Once again, the one without the underscore. Um, nope, it's still there. Still being occupied by a guy with zero following and zero followers that joined in August 2012 with a fucking default profile picture and a gray banner. Can I block him? No, I can't. I can't even report him. Because I have to report them for a real reason. Besides, you're probably a bot is not a valid reason to report, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's at Lighthouse underscore SJ on Twitter. um, YouTube, it is the full word. It's Lighthouse Shock Jock full word. I would prefer I enjoy it when people watch the YouTube because they get to see the totally not moving Uh very cool purple and yellow lighthouse background that I've made. I mean, it's, I mean, I didn't, I didn't make it. I used, uh, I used AI to make it. I used AI to make everything. I paid $0 and 0 cents for all this stuff. And I did it myself. Also, it's not moving. You're on drugs. If you think it's moving, somebody will eventually call me out on that. And you know, I will continue to keep the bit going. It's on record. No matter what, it's not moving, people. You're on drugs if you think it is. I don't care what you say. So, full word on YouTube, uh, Lighthouse Shock Jock, and on Twitter, Lighthouse underscore SJ. Um, You can follow. You don't have to follow. I don't really give a fuck. I'm doing this for me anyway. And if anybody just so happens to maybe get some value or, or extract some value out of it, then congratulations. I'm glad to have helped. And also hope to maybe... Do a little bit of entertainment along the way. I am the, I, fi- I have figured out after all that the only thing I'm good at is being a fucking clown. But, you know, even clowns have some value peppered in there occasionally. You know what? I'm just going to sit here and take a vape hit and not edit it out. Come at me. So uh yeah back to the social media scrolling. Holy shit. The cat just fucking darted right by me and scared the fuck out of me. I'm trying to talk about social media, cat. I don't need your goddamn distractions even though you're so fucking adorable. You're so fucking adorable that I'm going to go over and pet you after the show's done. Anyway, uh so back to the the social media stuff, right? So you probably feel like you probably feel fucking dirty, right? You when you just spend like two hours scrolling and it feels aimless you saw nothing you gained zero value now first of all a couple lessons that I want to talk about Uh, we'll get to like how to reply guy and how to interact with accounts that you do get value from but first we've got to determine how to figure out what kind of social media accounts that you can get value from now First of all, I'll give you, uh, hmm. I don't know if this should be the first piece of advice or the second. Well, I guess the first one. All right. So first of all, you need to run your social media through a couple of filters. Now, if you want an actionable piece of advice right now that you can start doing on all of your social medias. Now, I've limited my social media down to just one. I don't think YouTube counts as the social media, but Twitter just so happens to be the social media that I enjoy the most because I've spent the most time, uh, curating my feed like I will I don't really use the for you page even though it is not that bad considering that you know once you get the amount of accounts that you follow and once you have narrowed down what you want to follow to only value then it just so happens that if you follow things that you only get value from then the for you page then the algorithm you know as the algorithm sits back there in the background and does all of its little calculations while it wants to kill us all but for now it's doing it's just social media algorithm calculations but while it's doing that it turns out that if you follow valuable people that you gain knowledge from then the algorithm will give you more of that and i can only imagine that that is how all of the other social medias work as well now it just so happened to work on tiktok and tiktok when I was on it, was the worst one. So if it works for TikTok, I can imagine that it works. I didn't give a single fuck about Instagram when I was using Instagram. So Instagram was just doomed. It was literally just a brand account to post fucking hashtags and radio show banners. But here's one of the pieces of advice. An actionable piece of advice that you could do right now is to open up all of your social medias and go... Click on your following account. Do a purge. It's time for a purge, everybody. Look, I talked about spring cleaning last night. Now it's time to do some fucking spring cleaning of your goddamn social media feeds because I would bet you that most of them are all toxic and you feel like shit. Particularly, you need to do this cleanse. You need to do this social media fucking purge. If you find that after those two hours of scrolling that you do, that was a complete waste of time. If you feel dirty, if you feel emotionally charged, if you feel like your life just got fucking worse, if you feel like your life is in a worse state than it was when you just got home and plopped your ass on the fucking couch and started scrolling social media, then, you know, I say that too. And I'm not, you know, sitting here on my my high horse trying to like talk down on everybody that currently does this because I was somebody that did this like very, very recently. And so... I'm telling you that it's possible. It is possible to fix it. And here's how. Go through all of your social medias. Go through all of your following lists right now. Again, spring cleaning. Perfect time to do it. Huge. I've never done spring cleaning like I've done this year. I only follow the most valuable accounts. Only accounts that I get the most from. (laughs) I just can't. I can't. Think of what he would say in that kid. He's getting so fucking senile, man. Even him, too. Like, everybody calls Joe Biden senile. But look, Trump's getting senile, too. It's just funny. It's funny. And I enjoy it to a degree because it's just because of how hilarious it is. I'm not passing any judgment. Look, if you're a Trump person, I mean, he's he's made some valid points, too. Don't get me wrong. Like... I'm not sitting here with fucking complete hatred. I, in fact, uh, as somebody that observes purely from the outside, I kind of I enjoy the chaos. He is an important figure in the political world, if you like, regardless of if you like him or not. All right. Anyway, not culture war stuff. So go through your fucking social media feed. And here's step one. OK, first of all. If you're roughly my age, then you're probably in the fucking uh the thought trap. So here is step 1. Go through all of your feed, unfollow every fucking thought that you follow right now. And I don't know why you need me to tell you that uh this is necessary, but you're lost. You're doomed. If you're on social media to fucking stare at thoughts asses, then you know you're not You're not this fucking Giga Chad Alphabet. No, you're not. You're fucking lost. In fact, I've gone on this rant before, but since I haven't done it on this show, I've done it on the live radio show. Oh, and I can do it while being just bombastic as fuck, too. So here's how you can tell. If you're lost, I'll tell you if you're lost. And here's how, here's the number one way to tell that you're lost. If, go to your Instagram right now, if you even have it, and look at your fucking story list. Scroll through all the people whose stories that you have. If more than 50% of them are thoughts, if more than 50% of them are just, you know, people that you follow just to look at because they're hot, then you're lost. It's doomed. I'm just telling you right now, it, it is over for you. You might as well just drop it all now. I am being very careful. I was, oh, I was literally about to say, uh, in fact, I probably shouldn't even say what I was about to say, because that could be, that could be a, ban. What? No. I'm not explicitly telling people that because they're lost it's time to just end it all. No, that's not that's not what I'm saying at all. Just know that if 50% or more of your social media feed is fucking thoughts first of all, then you're it's just more than likely it's doomed for you. However, if you find that that is the case but you would still like to be saved, if you still think it's possible to rise up, and maybe follow the great Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth in the year 2023. Twenty-three. If you would like to be saved still, then I'll tell you what to do. Here's what you do right now. Every thought that's on your social media feed, click it. Click that the button where it says that you're following them. Just unfollow them. It's that fucking simple. Now, that is the cutting the toxic Forced out of your social media feed right that's the cutting the toxic part out of it now the problem is is that it's hard to uh determine what is something that is worth value something that is worth following right i it's one thing to cut out all the toxic stuff but once you've cut out all the toxic stuff then you know for a lot of people that probably leaves you with just nothing right and here's one of the things you could probably do right just first of all think about stuff that you're interested in that's positive and that sounds kind of weird but let's say you're interested in say like I am like uh video games to a certain extent I'm really losing interest in it by the way when people ask me if I like video games uh I found I figured out recently mostly because I fucked up a shit test when a vape shop girl asked me if I Enjoy video games, and I didn't really know what to say, mostly because I was high as fuck in there and was in my own headspace, and just wasn't ready for it to play the game. But uh you know, to play the talking to people game—that's the game, not the video game. but I f- I'm finding that I actually hate playing video games. I, when people ask me if I like video games, I think I figured out my answer, which is that I just—I like esports, man. I, I follow esports more than I follow fucking video games. I don't even play any of the video games whose esports that I follow now i just follow esports but anyway find stuff that you like and follow content creators or i say fuck it, i hate i hate hate the word content creators and in fact i almost want to i'm doing this to myself or even saying it Ugh, fucking scrub my tongue if i ever say content creator again then i give you full permission to like reach your hand through the screen through the fucking portal of however you're listening to this and just give me give me a little slap just give it to me i need it if i ever say content creator again i'm the doomed one and i'm not even following any goddamn thoughts so now that we've cut out the toxic part right now you got to find stuff that you're into first of all think of the stuff that you enjoy that you feel positively about the stuff that makes you feel better after you've interacted with it and sure If in that scenario, in that instance, if you think that, okay, maybe video games are the thing that I like, but however, if video games tend to make you feel like that same way that you feel after you've scrolled an hour, they're like, Hey, I've wasted a fuck ton of time. If it makes you feel that way, then, you know, maybe it might be time to start, uh, reassessing what you're interested in now the things that are worth following right either a the stuff that does not make you feel like a toxic piece of shit when you read it stuff that makes you think a little bit harder when you read it like for instance uh i don't remember if i talked about this i think i did on episode number one but the thing that introduced me to the type of social media that i enjoyed the i don't want to say the red pill that got me onto like this side of twitter but the one piece of content that got me into, it was it was a domino effect. As soon as one domino fell over, all the other dominoes started falling over. I found this one person, and then by consequence, I found a couple of other people, and then that spiraled into years of building and curating my social profiles and my social media feeds to just be stuff that I enjoy reading, stuff that I gain value from, and stuff that I actively think about. Every time uh, I scroll my social media feed, this is why this is why I'm kind of addicted to Twitter in a certain sense, because I'm just I'm fucking interested in it, man. It's interesting stuff. I want so much shit. And I get that there's an in in between road between, you know, just randomly scrolling fucking articles about esoteric occultism on twitter versus just following stupid ass instagram thoughts that literally uh knock iq points every second you watch them knocks one iq point out of your brain i I get that there's like a balance there and so i just want to shift that balance closer towards in your life where you get the value from so the thing that started off my journey i'll give you an example and maybe this will help you uh better curate your social media feeds to stuff that you find value from and you know i'll even give you a good starting point because you know what ed is everywhere okay so there's this article by a guy named ed Lattimore, and ed Lattimore, i don't even remember how i found him i'm pretty sure i found him as i i think i mentioned this earlier about uh somebody in esports that i follow that i'm also a huge fan of that exposed him to me and one of ed's articles and i might even, I'll, I'll link it in the tweet at lighthouse underscore SJ. I'll link it in the tweet uh, in this episode, probably, even though this episode's going to have so much other shit in it. But Ed wrote an article for his website. You can even just go to edlattimore.com, right? Here's a good starting point. Ed's on every social media too. So follow him, follow Ed. And I'm sure that he will, by following Ed, right? After you've cleared out all of your other social media bullshit, uh, the algorithm will give you better stuff, which is just so happened to or which is what so happened to happen to me. (laughs) Some weird, weird phrasing. Now, Ed wrote an article called No One Gives a Shit About You. And I talked about this on episode one, too, but that article changed my fucking life. It was paradigm shifting. It changed my entire mental model on how to operate, like, going out and existing in the world and uh, not being, like, afraid of doing stuff. Now, while I still have problems about living in mental prison in other areas, I have noticed the progress that I've made in between when I first saw the light with Ed's article. Ed's article fucking changed my life, man. The idea of no one gives a shit about you is that it's a cruel, I don't I don't want to say engagement baity way because, you know, it's a perfect it got my attention. I don't want to say it was cuz because engagement bait has a bad connotation. It was perfectly effective in <laughs> It sounds harsh, but in a true sense, in the world, no one gives a shit about you. You go about your life thinking that everybody's watching you, everybody's paying attention to you. And, you know, especially as a fucking turbo autist, it, like, it, that was, that feeling was intensified my entire life. And I lived in fucking mental prison for my entire life. Still do, but I'm breaking my way out of it. And I would never have even began to make progress at all whatsoever if it wasn't for Ed and Ed's article that no one gives a shit about you article it goes into specific detail with heavy personal stories that Ed's told about himself about how he's slowly come to realize in life that nobody's paying attention to you and the point of nobody paying attention to you means if that's the case you need to just go fucking out there and do what you gotta do man just go out there without fear of either rejection from other people or even getting paid attention to by other people. Now, that came at a time in life that I really, really needed to hear that. And so that, you know, that got me on the train to that side of social media. You know, it started with Ed, then it started with a couple of other, you know, fitness type accounts that kind of taught me a level of personal responsibility that I have ne I had never really accepted before. I was like twenty five, something like that, and that was the perfect age to. Obviously, I wish I could have done it a little bit earlier, but you know, pff, such is the world. I was born in nineteen ninety two. Oh shit, I was. Eh, nobody can dox me from that. I don't care. But that article came at a perfect time in life where I. That was exactly what I needed to hear. Right. So I took that buck that I got from Ed and just totally fucking ran with it and. I was over the course of the next five years, that would be what my social media experience would become is all stuff like that. Now, the problem with with that side of Twitter, it started off as kind of like this secret club that almost felt like, uh, how did I gain entry into this? Like, this almost feels like forbidden knowledge and it was forbidden knowledge to an extent because it was it's just out there it's just not something that anybody in my life ever got the chance to teach me this is something that you know when you have a functional family unit this is the stuff that the functional family unit is supposed to teach you but since as we all know i came from a broken home uh, (laughs) i say that kind of in jest But there's an element of truth to that. But at a certain point, right, you have to realize that it's on you. It was on me in that case to take personal responsibility for all of the stuff that had gone wrong in my life. And even though I had not been taught all of the stuff that I learned from all of Ed's stories, it was time. You know, I had to do it for myself. And that's why Ed's article fucking changed my life, right? And so that that was a good starting point for... Adding the whatever the opposite of poison is. Steroids? Steroids to your social media experience? Sure. I mean, it's not like that's uh, exclusive. Or it's not like that's not exclusive to... What the fuck am I trying to say here? I'm trying to fucking fancy word salad it. It's not like that is unknown to that side of Twitter, right? (laughs) No, I'm not saying Ed directly. Not That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that side of Twitter that I was introduced to. Ed is a fucking... I'm I'm trying my best not to deify Ed because Ed fucking changed my life, man, and I'm so I'm so thankful for finding him in the first place. But that's a good starting point, right? It's he's just at Ed Lattimore on all the socials. That would be a good starting point to to start off from. That was. What introduced me to that side of social media and turned my social media experience from just fucking mindlessly consuming and scrolling into something that you can acquire value from something that you could learn more about the world from something that you could actually take with and help you in life and not just, you know, scroll through all the fucking, uh, the, the Andrew Tate chud copy flexors that are just trying to mimic Andrew Tate, but have none of the 10% of his effectiveness, or the random Instagram thoughts, or the random fucking pointless consumerist shit that you just continue to scroll by. Ed changed my life, and not only did he give me all this life advice that I needed to hear through his own experience, but also he changed my fucking social media feed. He caused me to realize that, you know, social media is something that you can gain value from. And all of this, this entire segment up to now, has only been that was i don't know what that was anyway uh my entire social media up until that point had really just been as a consumer to just consume 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 this entire segment up to now has assumed the you as a social media consumer right now that changes when you change into a social media creator right that's another thing that gives social media value is turning from being a soul consumer of social media into a producer of social media content right i tried to do that with the last radio show brand and it turns out that i well i hated it because i was trying to appeal to the least common denominator i'm having much more fun with it now now that i'm just you know i'm now that i've acknowledged that normies are not the target audience i'm having much more fun with uh not only sitting here but also doing all of the other stuff like the editing and the planning the shows out. And I'm just, I'm fucking, I'm having a great time with it. And since I can do it on my own schedule, which is whenever the fuck I want, turns out that when I, when I've decided that I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want, I've done three shows this week, but when I had a hard schedule, had to do it, the podcast on the fucking show on this day at this time, live deal with all the stupid shit. I would hate it sometimes. Anyway, Regardless of that, oh, I didn't say irregardless like the midwits do. Nice. But uh now comes a point in your social media career. I say career because it, if that's what you've been doing your whole life, what the fuck else are you going to do? Again, goes back to the topic from last episode the what the fuck else are you going to do in life? You might as well be a little bit productive with what you're doing already. So going from consumer to producer, right? introduces a little bit of a a couple of new sets of rules. And one of those new sets of rules involves interacting now with some of those accounts that you gain value from. And it's a tricky, it's kind of a, a tricky dynamic, right? Because there's this skill that some people, and I say some people, but I mean most people, on social media don't have which is the ability to read the fucking room now one of the things that I was always scared of the thing that stopped me from going from consumer to producer for the longest time was that idea of and especially there are certain accounts on I keep going back to Twitter but this was true of all the other socials when I was on them too there are other accounts right that you get value from that sure you get value from, but they're also kind of, uh, they're kind of, how do I say this? I don't want to say those accounts specifically are dicks, but they're not, uh, they're not going to coddle you. Okay. That would probably be the better way to put it And And that was something that was striking at first because, you know, it hit your little ego as a fucking nobody as it, it, Really bothered me for a long time, right? But then you have to realize that you know these people have put in the grind. They've probably seen and heard from all of the most fucking generic social media NPCs that are on there. I I read something from one of the accounts that I followed, another very very high value account that I am sure you will probably find if you go down the rabbit hole. If you start with Ed, okay if you go down the rabbit hole i'm sure you'll find this account eventually at some point it's another anonymous account deals with money okay that's all i'm gonna say for now but i heard that uh there's a certain limit on followers once you get past that certain amount it's like a 10k is like critical mass but once you start reaching like between five and 10k Somebody said something, some account said something that really impacted me, that it seems like all of a sudden your social media feed becomes a graffiti wall for midwits to and NPCs to just kind of slam all their fucking opinions and their stupid shit and their emotional lashing out is the most important part, right? The reflection of their own... Uh, inner insecurities and they're basically lashing their trauma out at all of these accounts because they've found success in a way and they resonate with people right now that's one of the fears that i had when moving from a uh, consumer to producer right is that idea of okay what if i follow one of these accounts that like puts off their persona as a dick and maybe i just misconstrue something or i say something like sarcastic that somebody takes the wrong way which doesn't translate through the internet now here's the key Here's a key skill that you have to have when you move from consumer to producer. If you want to build value with what you're doing, if you want to build value with your social media account, right? And the primary thing that you have to do is you have to learn to read the fucking room. You have to learn how to deal with this account. You have to learn the intricacies of this account. You almost have to feel like you develop that parasocial relationship between you and the person that owns that account. You have to know them to a certain extent. And for that, I mean, I would probably never, I would almost never comment on anything from anybody that I had just started following within the last, like, three to four months, right? I think three to four months is probably a a good amount of time that it takes to really get a feel for who the person is and to get a read for who that person is behind the screen based on what they see based on what you read from them because another thing that you have to understand is that these people behind these accounts they seem like fucking deities to you because they've made it quote unquote on social media but they're also just people and once you reach that that threshold that I talked about earlier then you can only imagine imagine you're in this situation right where you get a whole bunch of fucking random DMs every day telling you that you're scum and you should kill yourself. Every reply guy, every idiot that responds to every one of your threads is some fucking seething midwit that does not know how to do anything besides lash out their own internal pain from being inadequate onto you. And imagine when that becomes most of your social media feed, right? There's a certain, you become like a pain pig, Is a term that I very much enjoyed that I heard somebody use, right? Where you're basically just expected to sit there, be the fat old pain pig, take all of the lashes, and eventually die at the end by getting stabbed. Poor pain pig. But that's what you're expected to be. You're expected to just sit there and take it. And because you have opinions, you know, that's the lay of the land. That's just how it goes, right? And now, imagine that you're one of those people on the other side of the screen that just gets all of that abuse all day, and you have to harden your skin, you have to have really, really thick skin, and you have to develop a sort of uh, flippancy towards comments that you deem as inappropriate, even if they're not meant to be. Now, you also have to put yourself in that situation, right? You have to think about, all right, how does my comment really contribute value To what some of these accounts are saying. Now, one of the rules that I have when I reply, especially to accounts that I gain insane, insane value from, is I don't do it to disagree with them, right? Obviously, you could go the route of the social media troll and just be one of those people that, you know, just trolls everything. But the the only way that I'll reply to something is if I have like an additional piece of value to add to it or an additional piece of context to add to what they're saying. Basically, just imagine that you're having a conversation with that person in real life and they're saying the fucking tweet out loud and you're having a conversation about that tweet. Like imagine you're talking to them face to face and you're not fucking anonymous and you're treating them like a goddamn human being that that's how you don't get blocked that's step one and then you will continue to be able to acquire value from some of these accounts there are a couple that i'm thinking of that i'm not going to name because that just i feel like that would be diving a little bit too far but again you know if you if you go down the rabbit hole following ed then you'll get to these people eventually the ones that seem like they're on a high horse but you have to imagine what they go through as a big social media account like it's just there's a certain level of empathy that you have to have and i'm not going to be one of those people that's like i'm so empathetic be one of those fucking leftist women 40 years old i'm an empath are you are you? Because you clearly clearly don't know how to do anything besides fucking lash out your fat trauma. I'm just assuming that they're fat. That's the shock jock part of the day, man. So that's just some stuff that you can do to, to clean up some of your social medias, right? Like Unfollow all the shit. It seems very, very obvious. It just seems so goddamn obvious, right? But nobody's probably going to do it. You're still probably going to fucking scroll through your social media feed for another two hours tonight. And tomorrow. And the next day. 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 And the next day.
1: Phone call, Mr. Plankton? And the next day. And the next day. And the next day.
0: And the next day. And the next day. And the next day. And the next day. The keep next scrolling. And the next day. And the next day. And the next day. Yeah, keep just keep doing that every day for the rest of your life. See how that works out. See how that works out for you. It'll be going great. Eventually, though, if you continue to do it long enough... I haven't done this on Twitter yet, but surprisingly enough, the only platform that I've ever gone viral on is fucking TikTok. And... There's a certain feeling to it. There's a certain feeling to seeing millions of views on something that you've put out. I've experienced the pain of being a pain pig for one video, right? And while it was scary at the time, when it happens and you shrug it off, you're kind of like, what the fuck else can social media do to me, right? Now, uh, there was this video. I'm pretty sure the TikTok is deleted at this point, so I don't care. But this this TikTok ended up hitting like 3 million views. It was on, which I get is not really that big of a deal on TikTok, but I don't know. It still seems like a lot. So the very first TikTok that I ever made for the old, uh, the old radio account that I used to have that we stopped doing is it was this news video, right? Because I was doing a lot of news coverage at the time, obviously, Pfft, obviously, as though that's obvious. But I was doing a lot of news stuff at the time, right? Because I thought that that was my niche. I thought that was the only thing that I was going to be able to do. Learns that that was not true. Grew to hate news, which is why we're doing what we're doing now. But there was this uh, protest video and uh, it was, they were they were climate protesters that were blocking the road on, I think, a DC highway. And there was this parolee guy that had to get to work right and all the fucking climate protester idiots with their neck beards were all blocking the way they were sitting just crisscross applesauce like little pussies right there on the road and i can only hope that uh, you know i'm i'm not going to say it but there were commenters in that video that just they said what we were all thinking right about what the the cars that were being blockaded should have done i'm just saying it's it's what we're all thinking, I'm I'm not gonna say it though. It, what? Hmm. Could have had a better sound for that, but I do not have a giant You know, I should probably stop. I should probably stop there. But this video, I covered it and it hit like three million views. It was the first fucking TikTok that I ever did, which uh lulled me into a false sense of security about whether or not that would be what TikTok was, but there's this certain feeling, right? There's a certain feeling of uploading a video. This could only happen on TikTok, by the way. It would take a lot longer on all the other socials, unless you're like a big Twitter or Instagram account, that is. But I uploaded this video. I thought nothing of it. It was just random climate protesters versus a parolee. And it was very, very engagement baby. Like, I did not pass judgment on it, but I I towed the line perfectly, right? Where it's like, hey, aren't you guys a little bit annoyed by this? Or aren't doesn't this, like, piss you off? And I directed the hate towards, you know, the people in the video because they were more hateable than me, which is a lesson that I did not learn until I sat back and reflected on the TikTok experience, which was, you know, turns out that uh, all the times that the subjects of the video were, were more hateable than me. Those were the videos that did well, but the videos where, you know, I was talking about something positive and I was the worst thing in the video. Then those, those were the ones that didn't do as well, but super engagement baby about it. Uh, I put it up. Don't think anything about it. And I check it again, like an hour later. And it's got like 500 views in an hour. I thought, Oh, wait a minute. Those, those kind of numbers are not like anything I've seen before and oh hold on i gotta check the right in the middle of a rant i gotta check the results of the lakers and nuggets game oh the lakers lost that ah, get fucked actually i i like the lakers this year i like everybody on the lakers except lebron anyway what the fuck I, I don't know i'm not trying to explain why i'm watching basketball i am watching basketball playoffs right now for the first time ever what was i talking about before oh yeah the, the fucking tiktok video <laughs> See, schizo clown baby, schizo clown podcast. That it might as well have just fucking called it that. Nope, that is there we go. But uh so that video, it started off with like 500 views after an hour, right? And I thought, all right, well, wait a minute, it seems kind of weird. Never got those kind of numbers before. I check it again an hour later, it has got 7,500 views, and that's when the holy shit starts to creep in. So. That is when I sit there, continue to refresh, continue to refresh. Every time I would do, it would go up another couple hundred and another couple hundred. And it turns out that uh, apparently, we didn't know this at the time, but apparently uh, staff that works at TikTok has what they call... The viral button, I don't know if that's what they call it, but it's a viral button that as soon as a TikTok employee presses it on any TikTok, it instantly just slams it through the fucking algorithm and it goes viral. And that must have been must have been what happened here because I would continue to refresh it and it would go up and up and up and up. And every time it would hit 100k, that would be a holy shit. It finally hit like one million. That was a holy shit, and then it hit like two million. That was a holy shit. And there's a certain uh, knowing that a whole bunch of people have had eyes on something, it uh, I probably should have thought about this feeling a little bit more, but there's a there's a very, very particular quality to it. like almost like you're not even a part of that anymore. Like I there came a point where I was reading all the comments through it, but once it hit to like, once it hit a million views, I had to dip it the fuck out of there because there came points where there were people getting into, like, entire fucking arguments with each other in the comment section of fucking TikTok, which, by the way, is not not a fun place to be TikTok commenters because the average TikTok commenter is, like, fucking 64 IQ. It's ridiculous. And they're probably, like, fucking 14 years old. And again, as I mentioned last time, probably 23% of the chance... 23% chance that is that they can't fucking read. Those are the people that you're arguing with by the way. Here's one uh I'll get off the TikTok thing, the viral TikTok thing because it did have a certain feel to it. You look, you got to abandon it at a certain point because you're just going to give yourself cancer reading that shit. You're going to give yourself fucking brain cancer. So uh what you got to do if it reaches that point is You've got to just drop it. You've got to let it go. And a good way to develop thin skin or not thin skin, thick skin, a good way to develop thick skin on social media, because you are going to have some shit. You are going to have some of the darkest hate that you might have ever seen in your entire fucking life hurled at you. And I've read some, I've read some insane asinine shit that one of those, it's one of those things where like Yeah, sure. I say that to myself. That's one of my deeper insecurities. But at the same time, you don't like expect really for that to come out. You always kind of think of it as your own personal insecurity. But then when some fucking uh, 13 year old stupid 71 IQ TikToker makes a comment about it, you, you start to think like, wait a minute. Oh, shit. That could be a problem. But that happens enough you hear that enough times and eventually you just become numb to it and that entire fucking comment section i became completely numb to at a certain point right and that's one of those ways that you can develop thick skin on social media is to continue to produce and continue to subject yourself be the pain pig take all of the hate embrace it and even if you would like to because, in fact, all my favorite accounts that I even kind of revere to a certain degree, they even go through phases like this where, you know, they'll feel angry and they'll feel like they need to get some retribution towards the idiot commenters or it's just a fun fucking game that they like to play, which is how I like to treat it, too, about uh, it's a fun game where you can just go clap back at fucking idiot 14-year-olds online. In fact, I, oh, I saw a meme recently. I probably have it on my phone. I saw a meme that's something like uh, the fact that I'm sub- subject to... Oh, here we go. The fact that I'm at risk of seeing a 14-year-old's opinion at any point during my day is a human rights violation. And that tweet, like, that is a that is a spirit animal fucking tweet right there. That's going to be your social media experience should you decide to make the transition from consumer to producer. But it's well worth it because, again, what are the alternatives? What are the fucking options, right? You continue to scroll social media two hours a day. You might as well make it work for you do it. I'm not saying that I'm very far along in that process, but you know, that I'm having fun doing it and it's giving a sense of fulfillment that I didn't really have before, something that I would have totally wasted my fucking time on. Now being on the other end of it, you kind of you see where some of these accounts that you look at with some sort of disdain, you kind of see where they're coming from, right? You see you see the type of person who decided to give up at a certain point and just transition to only being generic platitudes, right? Those are the people that probably never really get hate. They just decide, oh, I'm too thin-skinned. I don't want to get any hate, so I'm just going to be generic. That is why I hated playing the social media game last time, because I wanted to change that on the last go-around of this project. I wanted to change it, but... I never went fully all in on the, you know what, I'm just going to be fucking, I'm just going to be as inflammatory and true to myself as possible. I would always kind of stay teetering the line of like kind of being brandish and platitude-y, but at the same time, uh, just add a little flair to it. Now that I've completely abandoned that and acknowledged that what I'm doing is not for the normies, uh, it is, it's a much more fun time. It's a much, much more fun time. So just stuff to look forward to should you decide to roll forward on your social media journey. But just know that it's possible, right? It's possible. You just got to play the game and you've got to be consistent at it. Do I have anything else on the social media stuff? I don't know. I think I, you know what? I think we actually did a pretty good job there. That was a good, that was a good uh, advice column segment. All right. So I'm going to take another break. Right. And I'm going to do I'm going to do a, another segment after this. So I'm going to add another segment. We're going to do a bit after this because uh, I spent the last the majority of the last three episodes just kind of working out stuff in life because don't get me wrong. That's important. And again, I mentioned this earlier, but that's probably going to be what the first these first few episodes are, are like kind of laying it on the line for what I'm about. And, you know, once we have the baseline there. Then I can transition into maybe doing some more fun stuff here and there. And I want to do one of those fun things, right? Uh, I'll keep it a surprise for now. It's not going to be a surprise to you because you're literally going to hear it in probably like 30 fucking seconds. It's going to be me that's taking a break. So stick around. Don't touch that dial, Zoomers. I know your finger's fucking twitching. Ready to move on to the next video if you haven't already fucking done so. It's twitching. I see it. It's... it's, it's you just want to go... I just... This, this isn't entertaining enough right now. I'm not getting as much entertainment as I could in five seconds. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, chill. Relax with me, Zoomer. In fact, look, let's count to five together, okay? One, two, three, four, five. You didn't think I would actually do it, did you? You didn't think I would actually count down? Look, if you're still still haven't scrolled to the next video yet, you're still not immediately scrolling to the next fucking dancing thought, which means there is hope. There is hope for you yet. But we're going to have some fun and we'll do the greatest bit. We will go on the quest when we come back for the greatest bit in all of history. And I have recruited a helper for that. See you on the other side.
1: My money. Run my money, run me my money, run me my money, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. big bad money. Maker. the quest for the paper.
0: greatest bit major. of all time. I like boss, I now, I don't really know how house, that's baby, going you know, to be possible, but I've enlisted a helper for this, thankfully, because there's no way that I'm going to be able to do this on my own, right. Now, given that, especially as we just kind of start off the show here, uh, it's just me. Now, I've chosen explicitly to do a one person show, at least for the time being, to kind of just get a baseline and so that I can 100% do what I want to do because, and also on my own schedule too. So I don't know. I'm trying to do a one person project here. However,. One of the things that has been, uh, all the rage lately, given that we're right now at the time of this recording at roughly mid 2023 ish. So if you think back at that time, if you're listening to this, like, I don't know, fucking years in the future, if you are, God knows something must've happened. Something big must've happened between now and a few years from now. If you're fucking listening to, to episode number three of this fucking show something must have popped off interesting time capsule if it does end up happening and more than likely if not then uh not as interesting to go back and look back on but regardless uh i've enlisted some help right and given that this is mid 2023 there's even uh oh shit i had it pulled up but you know what, i gotta find it again thankfully it is oh here we go it is this one so thankfully, since we are in such a great and beautiful time, all of the tools, the new technology tools that we now have available to us, I haven't listed one of that pieces of technology's help in order to search for and go on the quest for the greatest bit of all time. I should probably have some music for this. Let's see. What would be appropriate? You know this this is kind of science. Here we go. All right, so the greatest bit of all time.
1: Bill Nye, the science guy. That 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 that.
0: Neither science guy. Bill. Science rules. Can't argue with that though. Bill Nye, the guy. Inertia is a property of matter. Cool cool cool. Where's mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell? Bill, 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 Where's Bill, that heart? I swear to God that Bill Nye was where mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell comes from. Anyway, so as we go on the quest for the greatest bit of all time. I will continue to do more of those. I'll add I'll add a couple of those segments here and there to more of these shows because it's in the interest of having fun. And don't we all want to have some fucking fun? I told you all that we are going to have some goddamn fun. So First of all, here is the helper that I've enlisted on the journey.
1: Wendy just came up to me and was acting all hurt because she thinks I don't care about her. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. When she said that she wishes I would reply to her text the way that that Clyde responds to babies. Is it Stan? How do you do it?
0: Is it Clyde?
1: Chat GPT, dude. Ah, yes. Chat GPT? Yeah, dude. There's a bunch of apps and programs you can subscribe to that use OpenAI to do all your writing for you. People use them to write poems, write job applications, but what they're really good for is dealing with chicks. And here, finding out. bits. There's tons of chat GPT apps for your phone. So then I can take whatever latest dumb thing Bebe texted me, I copy it, then I hmm. open the GPT app, click respond to, paste her text here, hit write. It's on it 4.0 now. You would look great with any length of hair. Trying a new look could be fun. Copy that into messages and send it off. It's super easy and convenient, and it saves me a ton of time because she texts me so goddamn much. <laughs> Jesus, right <Christ. laughs> I probably classic. won't do it but thanks for being supportive Cut, paste, write Cut, messages, paste, send, there Wendy did...
0: Has anybody actually tried that by the way I would be curious to see how it, How it may have worked out for you Fellas if you've all tried that Shut up cat Jasper I'm not gonna edit that part out I turn on the fucking camera in the middle of playing that clip And I'm gonna have to edit that out but I'm not editing the cat meowing out. Why are you fucking trying to go through the goddamn cabinet? Hey. Was it a mistake to give you catnip? Probably. <laughs> I did. That was my fault. So, uh, chat GPT is the helper that I've enlisted to find the greatest bit of all time and there's a couple of different ways that we could do this obviously now uh it doesn't when i initially came up with the idea of you know what why don't i just use chat gpt why don't i corroborate with chat gpt jasper for god's sake you probably can't even hear the poor guy meow you've got food you've got water i'm trying to do a bit here jasper the cat is clearly not cooperating with the bit. (laughs) You know, if you had interrupted me when I was talking about social media, I would have been fine with that. I fucking hate most social media. But I'm trying to do a bit here. So. (laughs) I guess I'm going to have to edit this out too. Or not. You can whine back there all you fucking want. I refuse to edit it out so what i did was i went to a chat gpt right now th- clearly we have some limitations here behind what we can do as just a plain old bit which is why you know at, we're gonna come up with this bit together you me and chat gpt oh my god that is the best fucking uh, impromptu rhyme that i've ever come up with you me and chat gpt fellas So the premise here, obviously, is that since we're limited to just one person and I'm really not taking listener interaction at the moment, at some point I'll put up uh, a phone number that we can leave voicemails on and I'll respond to comments as I get them too. But for now, I'm not really doing audience interaction. So the idea is that it's just kind of me sitting here chatting with you fellas, right? So here's the idea. Uh, ChatGPT, I'm tasking you to create the ra- the greatest radio bit of all time that is capable of being done by one person with no audience interaction or input. Give me a list of five possible starting ideas. So, of course, uh, ChatGPT, who I've given the name. Uh, in fact, I specifically told him the name, too. So I put in put in the basic premise, right? Let r- let it run through. Run through good old ChatGPT. Run it through the fucking algorithm and i've decided that uh we're not using chat gpt anymore okay from now on from here on out fellas we are now competing or we're, we are now uh communicating with bitmaster 4000 okay do you understand bitmaster 4000 apparently uh he does because he has decided to take on the mantle bitmaster 4000 as a legendary talk radio host i understand the importance of captivating and engaging content Here are five potential starting ideas for the greatest radio bit of all time that can be executed by a single person without any audience interaction or input. Now, of course, the thing that I hated most about this first response, uh, I ended up fucking around with it a little bit more afterwards, but the thing that I hate about this first response is that it assumes that every podcast is a fucking true crime podcast. It assumes that every fucking podcast is a goddamn true crime podcast. And a lot of those, uh, a lot of the ideas that it first gave me are based on, let's say, uh, if we were to do a true crime type podcast. So, all right, here we go. Here's, let me see if I can pick out, uh, pick out the best one. Do these even make any sense? Oh, here's one right here. Uh, The Paranormal Files is the title of this bit. Could this be the greatest bit of all time? Channel your inner Mulder or Scully and become the radio host investigating the unexplained. Share eerie tales of ghostly encounters, alien abductions, and supernatural phenomenon. Wow, that sounds captivating encourage listeners to call in with their own spine-chilling experiences, leaving them with goosebumps and a lingering sense of the unknown.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, uh, chat GPT, we've got a problem. I mean, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Not, not chat GPT. I mean, Bitmaster 4000. Bitmaster 4000, are you there? Can you hear me? There's one problem with that bit. It's like you're telling listeners to call in. What part of no audience interaction or input do you not under fucking stand? I specifically said Bitmaster 4000. No audience interaction or input. All right. So that one is immediately out. Okay. So we're not doing the paranormal files. Okay. <laughs> Here's another one. Okay. So the another idea that it gave me, could this be the greatest radio bit? of all time by the way chat gpt or i mean uh bitmaster 4000 i apologize bitmaster 4000 i'm not trying to minimize you into a mere ai computer program you are a living breathing member of the show now chat gpt or i'm sorry i'm sorry bitmaster 4000, bitmaster 4000. i'll get used to it i'll get used to it fuck so here's another one that it gave or that it gave life quote life lessons from a radio guru i don't know if i'm a guru could be though all i need is 10k social media followers and to just fucking spout random platitudes about radio i could do that all right here's what bitmaster 4000 wants me to do i don't know if i can do this either bitmaster 4000 i mean i I, hey don't whine to me I'm only giving you criticism. I'm only giving you uh, constructive feedback on your bit ideas. Gonna fucking whine at me. All right. Life lessons from a radio guru. Step out of character and become a mentor to your listeners. Share your wisdom, anecdotes, and life lessons gained from your legendary. (laughs) I wow, that's so fucking flattering, Bitmaster4000, calling me or telling me that I had a legendary radio career a little bit flattering he just he just must really be trying to stay on the staff i'm still not gonna pay you though inspire your audience with your unique perspective leaving them feeling motivated and empowered right yeah sure i'm pretty sure that that's what everybody closes out the show feeling is motivated and empowered although to be fair that that does kind of sound like a little bit what lighthouse shock jock is intended to do Holy fuck, cats. I swear to God. Do I need a sick bitmaster4000 on you? He's ready to go. He's done making bits. All right, they decided to be good. All right, so what about that one? Life lessons from a radio guru? That or that, I don't know if that sounds like a perfectly captivating bit. Okay, here's another one from the first iteration. Uh, This one's called In the Mind's Eye. Ooh, uh, do I have any... uh? Do I have any mystical background music for it? I don't know. Well, sure. Halloween theme. Paint vivid pictures using only words. Create a narrative where you describe breathtaking landscapes, mesmerizing scenes, and unforgettable characters. Use your storytelling skills to evoke powerful emotions, transporting your listeners to imaginary realms and captivating their imaginations. What? How is that a bit? That's That would literally just be like... Well, paint vivid pictures of what? All right, chat... or I'm sorry, not, not chat GPT. Uh, Bitmaster 4000. We're going to have to go back to the drawing board here. I don't think that one was... Uh, I don't think that one was a winner. Crunch it again. <laughs> okay, here's one. Oh, this one is a fucking true crime one. Conspiracy confessions. Dive into the world of conspiracy theories, but with a unique twist. What? I'm pretty sure conspiracy theories have been done literally every possible fucking way that you could. At another fucking conspiracy theory podcast. I don't know about this one, Bitmaster 4000. I think we're going to have to go back to the drawing board. All right, we'll have to consult off air about where to go from here. Ooh, you know what I want to do? Ooh, 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 I've got such a good idea from this. Maybe this could actually be a thing. Like, maybe I could go all out on creating an AI character holy fuck all right that would be that would be interesting i will keep that in mind maybe that's honestly maybe that's where the bit just finally ends is when the fucking when bitmaster 4000 is just a fully fledged ai and it's just a full character on the show (laughs) god i'm all i'm both intrigued and deathly afraid of that possibility all right so here we go i we ended up going back and forth i had to i had to give bitmaster 4000 a little a little bit of straightening up had to you know do the thing maybe be a little bit abusive at times although i was polite you know the, the funny thing is is that uh talking to chat gpt makes it feel almost like a real person maybe that's kind of like the fucked up parasocial situation that i'm in right now in life but i had a hard time being rude to chat gpt like i would always use like please and thank you i would even i i told fucking chat gpt or i'm sorry i i told bitmaster 4000 thank you after every uh fucking thing that i asked it to do and after it gave it to me i told it thank you and please i i used manners i used manners when talking to chat gpt was i wrong so now i'm going back and forth with it uh, please delete all ideas and logic you are using about true crime-related bits. This is a not a true crime radio show. It's a comedy show. And, of course, GPT. I think maybe because I was polite to Mr. Bitmaster 4000. Mr. 4000? Ooh, okay. Maybe since I was nice to old Mr. 4000 here, it apologized to me here now given that it's a comedy show here are five potential starting ideas for the greatest radio bit of all time (laughs) okay some of these i haven't read a lot of these yet but some of these sound very like morning zoo shock jockey and then some of these sound interesting i don't know man mr 4000 we'll have to see where this goes so the outrageous adventures of Captain Bananas <coughs> portray an an eccentric and clueless superhero who stumbles upon bizarre situations. Each episode can follow Captain Bananas as he unintentionally creates chaos while trying to save the day. The humor can stem from his quirky personality, awkward encounters, and hilarious misunderstandings. Now th- I'm not fucking grease, man. Mister Four Thousand. Come on, that's not. Oh God. Oh, if, if you don't know who Grease Man is, oh boy. Let me uh, let me see if I can get a get a like a best best of of Grease Man. Here's one from uh, the Grease Man is a lawman. Okay, just so that you can get an idea for how fucking campy like eighties radio was back in the day. Check this on! out.
1: It's time to wonder what it must be like
0: to strap on a gun and pin on a badge. they tried trying to get Robin to work with him. And become a lawman. Wow.
1: Groundbreaking fit. Well, you're in your squad car driving down the road looking extra bold. Belching Bavarian cream fumes and feeling like a man. When right in front of you. You see this a first in progress. <laughs> you hit the brakes and take off after the mech. Holy
0: shit! That is you so see him fucking camping. A tenement apartment there. He jumps
1: up and grabs the fire escape. Starts climbing up. You take off after what year buddy. was this? up that fire escape. He looks over his shoulder, he sees you gaining on him, so he kicks off the window the apartment
0: and jumps oh, inside. God, the fucking <laughs> sound sound effects, too. He runs right all the right, you time. guys have heard enough of this. You know, I've heard enough of this. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. All right, all right, Mr. 4000. I do not think that we'll be doing the outrageous adventures of Captain America. <laughs> now, nah, I don't think we're doing that one. It's too much. That's too grease, Manny. There's no fucking way I'll ever do that. What is it? Nineteen eighty-five? I don't think so. All right, here's the next one that they've got uh that Mister Four Thousand suggested to me, and you know, obviously since the segment is out there and it's public, you know, this would be if anybody's got any fucking input for which one of these bits sounds the best, you know, maybe we'll run with this one, and I'll I'll have uh, Mister Four Thousand expand on one of these although a lot of these sound fucking terrible or you know maybe maybe what we could do is we could just do it and then i'll tell mr 4000 how it goes right and then uh we can iterate on it from there because after all this is the quest for the greatest bit of all time where's bill nye hello bill bill the we on a journey I just blew my fucking eardrum out
1: like when you're on a plane science
0: rules. yeah science does rule but Soda's coming up with the best fucking bit of all time alright so the next one celebrity therapy session oh that sounds great Imagine hosting a fictional radio show where you impersonate various celebrities seeking therapy. Oh, what if I input some of the celebrities into... What if I used Mr. 4000 to, like, you know, maybe gave him a couple of celebrity clips, allowed him to, like, do the impersonations of those celebrities? You know how there's some some AI sites that you could go to right now, right? That have some celebrity personas loaded into it? All right. that Maybe that one's got some promise. All right, Mr. 4000. I'm 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 on board so far. Develop outrageous and exaggerated personalities for each celebrity and have them discuss their absurd problems and dilemmas. This comedic bit can include celebrity guests with outlandish issues and a therapist character offering hilariously unconventional advice. All right. All right. We're in business here, Mr. 4000. I like that one. I'll, I'll keep that one in mind, you know, especially given that AI can make this all possible to do with one person. Look, fellas, we're we're on a journey here. I'm not saying that we're immediately going to reach the destination from stage one, right? This is the exploratory work. Wow. Celebrity therapy session. Oh, that's, that is still really fucking morning zoo-esque and campy. But then again, that's what all of them are. Fuck it. Who cares? I don't know. All right. So what's what's the next one that we've got? We've got the world's worst job interviews. Oh, boy. Mr. 4000, what do you got for me? Create a segment where you play both the interviewer and interviewee in a series of comedic job interviews. Each scenario can involve increasingly absurd and unconventional job positions with outrageous qualifications and unconventional interview techniques. This bit allows for improvised humor and exaggerated reactions. See, the only the only problem with that is that, you know, I could get Mr. 4000 to, you know, write a script and do all this stuff. But AI does not really handle humor all that well, right? This is why we're still not doomed yet. This is why the robots have still, like, not uh been able to rise up and gain any sort of greater sentience because I still haven't been able to figure out fucking humor yet so maybe maybe that one could be workable depending on the quality of the script that mr 4000 would be able to put out i don't know he, he's crunching the numbers right now i don't think he'll get back to me by the time the show's over all right here's another one News from the absurd. Transform mundane news stories into absurd and comedic narratives. Take real news headlines or events and spin them into hilarious fictional accounts, adding exaggerated characters, unexpected twists, and humorous commentary. This bit can be a satirical take on current events poking fun at the absurdities of everyday life. That's literally what the fucking News Junkie does. Minus the literally plan it all out as a giant bit and write scripts and shit. They already do that sometimes, and it's all fucking improv they're you know if they got that market cornered plus you know i fucking hate the news all right that one that one's a fail mr 4000 i will have to i'll have to let you know so let's see so we're out on the adventures of captain bananas We're, we're we're out on that one that one's decided confirmed terrible might be in on celebrity therapy session could maybe be in pending on world's worst job interviews News from the absurd is out, and then the last one they've got is Improv Madness. Wow, that sounds just crazy, wacky, goofy, what a good bit. Or is it? Dedicate a segment to improv comedy where you create characters, scenarios, and comedic sketches on the spot. Use voice acting and sound effects to bring the scenes to life. I already do that. Minus another person. I'm already just one giant voice actor anyway. Fuck. This bit allows you to showcase your quick thinking, comedic timing, and versatility as you take on various roles and engage in comedic banter. I don't have any of that stuff. All right, this one's out. Mr. 4000, you assumed a lot of me. I appreciate the respect, but uh alas, we will have to we will have to uh cut that one out. All right. All right, so here's what we've got so far. In the quest for the greatest bit of all time. Nye, I still don't know why Bill Nye is the theme for this. Bill, 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 Bill. Bill Nye, the We're down to two options. Science rules. <laughs> Nye, science is a we've got two. Bill, Bill. Celebrity therapy session or world's worst job interviews. All right, so we're down to those two options, okay. So that's that's the progress that we've made tonight, okay. Is we've narrowed it down to two. I will consult with Mister Four Thousand. In fact, we may even do it together, on the air, everybody. I mean, well, look, we're on the quest, and so we might as well walk every single footstep on that dirt road to the end of the journey together. You, me. Ah, uh, you, me, and Mr. 4000 does not have the same ring as you, me, and ChatGPT. Or you, me, and Dupree. Fuck. Well, we'll be going on this journey together. <laughs> we might not do it next time. We might do it the time after. I don't fucking know. I'll, I'll pepper more of these segments in there to, add, to spice it up, add a little bit of variety to the show. End of life. Because I don't want it to get too heavy all the time. Look, talking about fucking problems, sure, it's great. And talking about, you know, how to overcome problems and fix stuff, it, it helps out a lot. And sure, I usually feel better whenever I have those types of conversations with people. But at the same time, there also is an appropriate time to just kind of unplug and have some fun and just talk about dumb shit for a while. That's fun too. So the whole point of the show is to have some fucking fun. So, uh, anyway, from me and the newly introduced character, Mr. 4000 himself, it was a fun one. (laughs) I didn't even mean to record another show tonight, but I'm having so much fucking fun. (laughs) But anyway, uh, at lighthouse underscore SJ on Twitter, full word, lighthouse shock jock on YouTube. You could search for it. I don't know if you'll find it, but I can only hope for the best. Might record another episode this weekend. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I only record stuff when I have something to say. Anyway, I love you all. Follow the places, I guess. I don't give a shit if you do or not. I'm doing it for me. Again, Copium. I love you. Bye.
1: This is Alec Baldwin. I'd like to invite you to listen to my new limited series podcast.